Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are at the Green Room, our Michigan State podcast here at the Detroit News. Um, Apparently, they're going to play some football this weekend, so we figured, why not? We might as well get back into having a regular podcast. I know it's been sporadic, as many things have been, but uh, here we are. The Big Ten football season's upon us. I, of course, am Matt Charbo from the Detroit News, joined by Tony Paul, my uh, positive, always glass-half-full colleague. Absolutely. How you doing, man? Good. You? How's your golf game? Well, you should know, since we played Inverness last week. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a rough day for both of us. Rough day yeah, for you, both of us. Your front was way better than mine, and my back was, I think, better than yours. It was. It was. Um, yeah, I think you still owe me five dollars, but we'll we'll. we'll oh yeah, that's that. right. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get that squared away. <laughs> if anyone wants to know what it's like to play out of a bunker on seventeen of eighteen holes, I can tell you. I could too. I'm pretty sure I took uh, twenty hacks out of the Inverness bunkers uh, last week. Nice course, tough course. I, I was trying to think back. I think it's the first time I've been over 100 in about 15 years. So it was uh, it was humbling. And for being over 100, I actually hit the ball pretty well. <laughs> that should tell people about the level, of course, in case anybody yeah, anybody listening cares, they will be playing the Solheim mm-hmm. Cup there next fall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes, and that is the women's version of the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. But yeah. really, I, we're golf nerds. We love it. You should go. Mm-hmm. It's a great time, whatever. Yes. Um, Do you yeah. want to tell people how pissy you were on the front nine? I was pretty grumpy. I, I'm not going to lie, because like you said, I didn't feel like, especially at least the first two or three holes, I was hitting the ball okay, but the course is so hard, the scores were not good, and so that got me angry, and then I was hitting it like, like you know what, and I said, <laughs> I'm th- just... Then he threatened to quit the fr- on the back nine. And I said I was going to... I wasn't going to make the turn. I was just going to work, and Tony could finish, and then I parred number nine, hit the yeah. ball solid a few times. I thought, <laughs> oh, okay. We'll, get, we'll 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 finish. <laughs> the funny thing about golf, it keeps you coming back. You know, it's funny. I parred, not, you yeah. parred nine and eighteen. I believe. Yes, I did. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it keeps you coming back. Uh, I think I made a, I think I made a seven on nine and a nine on eighteen. So uh, you beat me on those two holes. So yeah, eight, to you. Good thing for you, eighteen was your last hole. You might have. Uh, I was. I, I had. I had had enough. It was cold and it was just a long day and it was just it was it was it, it was a nice course, tough course. Um, they want to get another U.S. Open there. They haven't had one in like since the '70s. I don't know. I I think that Oakland Hills is probably still a little bit better equipped for a U.S. Open, but we'll see. You're partial to the home course, aren't you? Well, I am, and I also think that it, I just I, what I like about Oakland Hills compared to Inverness, and Inverness is very difficult and very good course. Don't get me wrong, but Oakland Hills, what I like is it's right there in front of you. It's just a beast right in front of you. It's just a tough nuts and bolts golf course where there's some weird turns and Inverness that I, you yeah. know, there's some holes where you hit the fairway and you still can't see the green on a par four, you know, it's, there's some weird holes, but there is, there um, is. so that I just like the layout of Oakland Hills better. And I also think Oakland Hills is probably a little bit better equipped for the infrastructure um, with the, the fans and then also the hotels and, you know, the area. I just think that Oakland Hills has a big edge there. 
So I think I would expect Oakland Hills to get a U.S. Open before Inverness, but that's just me. We'll, well we can only hope. We can only hope. So yes, um, as much as we I was want this to, to be a golf podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of a good segue into yeah. into Michigan State, and I don't know any members. Um, I'm sure there are many Spartan members. I just don't know any. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll just say to hell with it. We don't have a good segue. And no, we have none. No segue. Something yet. about oh, I I can say the weather we played golf in was more like football weather. Yeah. That's and fair. hey, there we're going to play football on Saturday. And it, it, judging by the uh, forecast, it looks like the weather will be about the same, just out of kind of cold, kind of a little bit. I don't know. The sun might actually be out Saturday. We'll see. But obviously, Michigan State kicks off at noon against Rutgers. And as we talked about on the college football show on the Detroit News, uh, here's my little plug. You should check that out with myself and Woj and John Neo and Angelique Shingelis. Uh, my, inv- my invitation slip through the mail i think on that one yeah we don't want you on there yeah sorry um but anyway <laughs> uh basically what we concluded is we have no idea what's going to happen we don't know what we're going to see and the interesting thing is it's not just with michigan state because rutgers is in the same boat almost the same not exactly the same boat because greg Schiano has been around at rutgers he's obviously the new coach there um they've had their own issues with covid like michigan state did they had to shut down for a while um spring practice was an issue for them as well so it's interesting that you have these two teams two new staffs that we haven't really seen hardly anything i mean who am i talking what am i talking about hardly anything we haven't seen a single thing from michigan state for sure since mel tucker was hired so we're kind of going off of the few interviews we've had with mel tucker the few assistant coaches a handful of players and it's been a little tough to get a whole lot of information out of them they haven't named a starting quarterback we're not sure who's starting on where on defense. We're not sure what sort of defenses they're playing. So, in other words, I'm not sure how much we you can break down me. this game. Yeah, you haven't seen anything. You've seen I will you've say, seen from Michigan yeah. State so far is a bunch of Zoom backgrounds. That's about all right. you've seen of them. I will say this. This will make this probably the most interesting opener I've been to in a long time because I feel like next week at this time we're going to have 8 million things to talk about and digest um, because it's all been under wraps till now. So – but I will say, I think the schedulers did certainly did Michigan State a favor in kind of saying, yeah, well, how about we open you at home at Rutgers, you know, as opposed and, to. And, and in I, Piscataway, they're saying, boy, the schedule makers did you a favor by opening you up against right, Michigan State. <laughs> right. And that's probably the best way they could have done it, other than maybe playing Maryland or uh, that's about it. Um, right. And, you know, I think, the, I think when they redid the schedule the first time, Michigan State was supposed to open at Minnesota, like Michigan's doing, and that would have been rough. I mean, Minnesota, I think, is probably going to win the West. So this is this is probably the best case scenario for Michigan State. Right. Um, I, you know, again, what we're going to see, I think, obviously, everyone wants to know about the quarterback. Right. And, and right now, we don't know anything about the quarterback. And I feel like two years ago, you know, when they were trotting the worky out there with a half of an arm couldn't physically make the throws i said back then that tells me more about rocky lombardi than brian lewerke they weren't comfortable playing him then when he was the healthy guy um are we seeing more of that now is he not the starter already because he's just not getting it done and the other guys look better i don't know or are the other two guys just not very good and they're kind of up in the air who it's going to be we're speculating obviously uh but i think that's the biggest thing people want to see saturday is Who's it going to be? I, I tend to think you're going to see more than one quarterback, maybe all three of them. I don't know. Well, break I mean, it down. Who do you got? You got Lombardi and break it, break it down for me in, in two minutes or less. 
All right. Well, Rocky Lombardi, obviously, most people know fourth year junior. He's going to probably can, start the game. I I would bet he probably starts. I mean, he started three times in 2018. He had that win against Purdue, but if you really look at the numbers and how he played, yeah, he wasn't, wasn't exactly uh, you know setting the world on fire. And then um, Theo Day, your your I guess third year sophomore at this point played a handful of snaps last year. Really didn't see him play at all. And then Peyton Thorne, the redshirt freshman, he's kind of like that backup. I, I think of Damian Terry in 2013. Everyone was screaming for Damian Terry, even though they hadn't seen the kid play a single down. We haven't seen Peyton Thorne play a single down, but everyone's like, Peyton Thorne's the next big thing. And maybe he is, but it's based off of nothing other than what people say and what they've supposedly heard about the guy. I, I will say the, the former coaching staff was very high on Peyton Thorne last year running scout team and all that. And they, they had a lot of high expectations. Are we going to see that this year? I don't know, but I, I tend to believe we're going to see more than one quarterback on Saturday and maybe all three of those guys. And at that point, I think then we can start making a few conclusions because the offensive coordinator, Jay Johnson said a couple of weeks ago, he's open to this thing, you know, this quarterback competition, I guess, going into, into the season, which it apparently is going to be in, if, if you're looking at the positive side, the glass half full side, the last time Michigan State did this in 2013, it ended up with a pretty decent quarterback named Connor Cook. I'm not saying that's the conclusion here. Certainly that team was a lot better. But I, I don't think we're going to have heard it here first. Michigan State yeah. is going to the Rose Bowl. That's what you heard. Well, that's right? nothing like what I said. Um, no. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. That, that team also happened to have a, you know, one of the best defenses in the history of the program. That's not what we're going to see here because, you know, here's the thing. We're talking – all the attention is going to be a quarterback, and I get it, and it makes sense, and that's a big deal. But the bigger issues are over on defense. There are way many more holes to fill over there. I mean, they got three starters back. It's a bit. And outside of Antoine Simmons and Xavier Henderson, Jacob Panasuk at defensive end, there's all sorts of questions around that defense. We don't – let me ask you this. Think about the last time Michigan State didn't know who their middle linebacker was going into the year. I mean, we're going back. I mean, Greg Jones was the guy, and you knew he was getting followed by Max Bulla, and then you knew Max was getting followed by his brother Riley, and you knew Riley was getting followed by Joe Bocci. There was never an uncertainty. Now we don't have any idea who it's going to be. We're not even sure if they're going to be using a middle linebacker. They might be running more 3-4 than we are used to seeing. So that's where we're at. That's how we're breaking this down. We don't know what's happening. I can give you a million names to keep an eye on, a bunch of guys they have high expectations for. But until we actually see it, and that's the other thing too, they're not telling us which guy, how many guys or if there are any are out because of COVID. Right. At this point, you'd have to expect there's some, mm-hmm. um, because we get you know we get the results from Michigan State every week, but they don't break it down by sport. It's just out of the entire athletic department. So, how many of those guys are in, how many guys are in the two deep normally? They can't play this week. Right. Well, that's obviously going to be something that we're going to watch um, for much of the season, probably the entire season. COVID numbers are on the rise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty much everywhere in the country, especially in the Midwest and Michigan. I mean, Michigan just shut down. Basically, all their students are under a two-week stay-home order, except for the football team, which gets to go to Minnesota. Problem is, they've got a Minnesota team that P.J. Fleck basically has acknowledged is dealing with COVID cases as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're, you're going to be dealing with this. It's going to be a major theme throughout the season. You're going to see games postponed, maybe canceled. You've already seen it everywhere in the country, and the numbers are only rising. So 
it's going to be something we're going to be paying very close attention to throughout the year. But um, for now, we're just excited that we're getting some football back. We've been watching, you know, the SEC came back recently and all the other all the other conferences are on their way back. The Mac is coming back as well. So uh, we're getting football. That's turn, your phone, turn your phone off. I know. Is that an dad, alert? My, my dad's calling me. I thought it was so, an alert alert to tell you the season was starting. I, I know. know. So anyway, we get football. That's exciting. Michigan State Rutgers at home uh, Saturday. Michigan's, Michigan's at Minnesota Saturday night. Um, so uh, DetroitNews.com today. You, you did a mailbag. You talked a little bit about um, you talked a little bit about the quarterback situation. Uh, you also talked about my favorite topic, um, which is the opening music of Thunderstruck, which has been there since forever. Um, and by forever, I mean since I was in school. And I hear that that might change. We talked about this last time, and you say you think it's going to change. What might they possibly change it to? Well, maybe we're going to use dog barking. I know my dogs are barking. This is just a mess. This podcast. I think that's a sign we shouldn't do it anymore. No, no. See, this is the this is the life in 2020, man. I know it's like you're on you're at home and you're at the mercy of uh, garbage trucks outside and uh, dogs barking and whatever. I'm surprised I haven't I haven't had a kid walk in asking me for something money. yeah, usually money, but <laughs> I think you. It's funny you're all hung up on thunderstruck. Um, I, I'm always, I, tr- I like traditions. I'm, you know, I mean, whatever. I, I, I don't know if know. I call thunderstruck a tradition. You know, going back to your days, I don't know if we can. Well, that's, like, I mean, that's twenty years or yeah, twenty years. I mean, that's, geez, uh, you're old. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Um, what? Well, what did they play when you were like when you were at school? When they play? Like, I don't know. I didn't 50s go to and games. Sixties music. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't remember. They were terrible when I, I my last was it my last year. When did when did Perlis get fired? Um, I don't know. Saban started in ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah. So George's last year was my last year. So they were pretty bad. So we didn't go to a lot of games. Plus, they didn't have the big fancy screens and everything like they got now. Yeah. I was so, fortunate. They got pretty good right as I got there. Um, my first game was a Thursday night game, I believe. The season opener of ninety nine, where they beat. I think they beat uh, Oregon and Joe Harrington. Um, yeah. That was my first game. And then they had the big win over Notre Dame that year. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat Michigan that year. That was when Michigan and Michigan State both were undefeated going into that game. <clears throat> so we had some good years. I, I saw the good and the bad. My, I think my last year was Bobby Williams' um, last stand at Michigan <laughs> Stadium, which uh, was the only time I've ever sat in the stands at Michigan Stadium for that game, uh, which was an experience. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, they got pretty good ways they got there. But Thunderstruck, I don't know. I like it. I, I just, I'm just I like, saying. I, I, yeah, I know, think he's I just, gonna. I think it's gonna be something different. Only because I, guess, Mel- I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter this year anyway. Because yeah, nobody's gonna be there. I mean, nobody's uh, gonna care. But I'm just Mel Tucker had said before he's he wants to freshen up the playlist. Does yeah, that mean just during the game? Does that mean before? Sounds yeah. to me like he wants to change things up. Again, not that it's going to matter. No one's going to be there. Oh, yeah, it's it's uh, his program. It's his prerogative. And yeah. That's fine. It's all about what's Which, on the field. Um, I so you guys also DetroitNews.com today. You and Angelique, of course, your your, your colleague who covers the other school down the road. Um, Lojo and Neil, y'all made your predictions for the season. That was pleasant. I was not yes. pleasantly surprised. I was surprised that there weren't any horrific predictions. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it because it's on DetroitNews.com. You can go check them out. The predictions is subscriber only story, so bust out your three dollars. Oh, whatever. You, you can get three months worth of uh, worth of coverage uh, from Detroit. Look, you, sh- you should do that anyway. But I'm going to s- still tell exactly. people what I predict. Well, you can, but we're not going to talk about the others. But I will say <laughs> the overall 
the overall predictions were not horrific, um, which kind of surprised me because you and I have talked. I'm more down on what where this program is at this point. I, I think Tucker was a fine hire um, when they missed out on Luke Fickle. I think that was the best they could have hoped for. I think it was a home run hire in, under the circumstances. Um, but I think that there's still there's there was you know it's still pretty bare. So I'm a little bit more pessimistic. But you guys were not. I mean, you don't have any seven and ones in there, but just. Explain your thinking. I think you were what four and four or something like that. Yeah, I'm up four and four, and I I feel like I feel like Rutgers, Maryland, Northwestern are games you have to win. You're even with the holes we're talking about, you're still in better position than those programs are. You should be winning those games. All right. My toss up right now is Indiana, because Indiana is a good team. They just haven't ever been able to beat Michigan State. So that's why I'm that right now. I believe Michigan State is truly better than Maryland, Rutgers, Northwestern. They'll win those games. I don't think they're better than Indiana right now, but there's something about that matchup that I think they can win. And the weird thing is, outside of Ohio State and Penn State, which I don't think, I absolutely do not think Michigan State has any chance of winning those games. They're way behind talent wise. It's, it's just not going to happen. I, I wouldn't say there's no way that they can beat Iowa and there's no way they can beat Michigan. I, I don't think they're going to. I think they'll be an underdog in those games, and I'd pick the other team. But I'll tell you what. So your first three games are Rutgers, Michigan, Iowa. What if they come out of that that three games two and one? I'm not, I don't think they will. I'll predict them to be one and two. But if you're telling me today they're coming out of that two and one, I'm not sitting here going you're crazy. No. Am I crazy for saying that? No, probably not. I mean, and and you know, you also have to take into effect into account that it's just a weird year. It's a short season. Yeah, there's been short preparation. Um, you're going to have players missing because of COVID. You might have star players missing because of COVID. I mean, what if one of these big teams has four big name players missing because of COVID? I mean, you don't know. It, it's it's really a crapshoot. So I, yeah. I don't. I'm not saying you're. I mean, nuts for saying that they're going to be four and four or whatever. Uh, I, you know, it could happen. I just, uh, you know, I think it's a little bare. I, I mean, I just, you know, I don't, uh, I'm not as optimistic that they're going to win, uh, you know, the Northwestern game. Um, that's just me. Wait, 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 wait. Why? Just you, because you I, saw Northwestern last year, right? Yeah, I also saw Michigan State, which I didn't think. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Michigan I don't, State won seven games. Northwestern won two. That's okay. What am I missing? That's okay. I'm just, I'm just not optimistic. That's just me. But you cover the team a lot closer than I do, so you might be right. Uh, I just don't think there's a lot with this team. But again, um, with some of the bigger games, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if, if things go haywire, you know, for some of those big showdown games because of extenuating circumstances that well, are the out other of thing, control. Yeah. The other thing too is I'm going to be curious what, uh, as we know, there's going to be no fans right. for now. The Michigan right. State's not even going to have bands, cheerleaders, nothing. Um, so, you know, used to be going to Iowa is a, that's a really tough place to play. Right. Now there's going to be nobody there. Right. How has that changed things? How does it change things at Michigan? Even though the Michigan is not a terribly loud stadium, you right. just wonder how that environment changes the way guys think and feel and see. Um, and that's not just going to affect Michigan state. It's going to affect them all. So it's, oh, it's different. It's different. Yeah. By the way, you talked about that Michigan game, which is the second game of the year, which is Halloween. Um, you got Michigan shut down basically because of COVID. You got huge spikes in Ann Arbor, huge spikes in East Lansing. You got the mayors of both cities basically saying, <laughs> please don't, 
please don't come and infect the rest of our our, our city. Um, I'm wondering what's going to be what's going to happen with that game. I think it's going to be played, but I'm just I was talking with someone yesterday when Michigan shut down. I just wonder if they move that game to a neutral site, um, perhaps a site in Detroit. Um, Where might that be? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just curious if that comes to if that comes to pass. I it wouldn't shock me uh, if that, oh, yeah, were that would happen. Yeah. If they've got major issues in Ann Arbor and East Lansing right now. Uh, the numbers are through the roof. Um, you know, it's not good. And so I'll be interested to see what happens. But that's next week's podcast where we can talk about the huge rivalry. This week is Rutgers. Not as exciting, but again, Big Ten football's here. So that in itself. Any live sports is good live sports at this point. We'll take it. We'll take it. I, yeah, I'm not fired up to see MSU Rutgers, but um, yeah. again, it's it's the best case scenario for Michigan State, I think for sure. So what? Certainly, is, so where are they going to stick you guys? Do you guys get to go in the stadium? Yeah, we'll be in the press box, but I know it's going to be limited. Um, they're not handing out nearly as many credentials. I don't know the firm number. Yeah, Michigan's the same. Uh, yeah. yeah, and they because I had some communication with them the other day about where I'd prefer to sit because since they're going to be moving, spreading you out, you're going to be kind of different area than you used to be. You know, if I were so, you, I'd prefer to sit in my home in Heartland <laughs> for those games. I don't know. I, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, look, I, uh, yeah, you're, <laughs> I'm just saying I, there there is value to being there. There are things you see. Oh yeah, you just simply don't see on TV, Um, and I'd hate to kind of lose that. Right. Um, Yeah, you're you're right in terms of interviewing people and whatnot. That's we could do that from the other side of the world at this point. Right. Um, Which Um, here's the other thing too. I I found through this, it's like maybe they're going to start changing things the way they do this. And then the more I've been into it, it's like no, you can't have a real conversation with people on. No, on Zoom, it just feels weird. Unless it's unless so, it's one on one. I mean, a presser's yeah. weird. A presser's the pressers on Zoom are weird. They're uncomfortable. Yeah. They're awkward for everybody. But if you yeah. get one on one interviews on there, they're fine. Those those work. But well, plus um, the way the way we get player availability usually at Michigan State is you know after a practice during the week, and it's just like all right, here's the 10, 12, whatever guys that were requested, yeah. and they're just hanging around, and you talk to so you. Now to do that is impossible in this setup. You might get a couple guys a week. That's it. And, and don't even get me going on basketball because God bless Michigan State hoops on that. They're still an open, you know, you can go talk to whoever you want. You go to the locker right. room. Well, that's that's all going to be out the window too. So, yeah, I, I mean, this we, you can get by with this stuff, but it's it's not ideal. So, I, I yeah, could I do it from home? Sure. Right. But I don't, I don't think it'll be as good. We'll miss, especially when early on you're trying to figure who's out there. With all this stuff, is there someone not on the on the field that you're expecting? Wait a minute, are they in the COVID deal? Who knows? So I just I think it's going to be able to help to be there and see everything that's going on. And yeah, and limited credentials, uh, limited credentials will be nice at U of M. It was funny. I was thinking about this the other day when because all those videos started popping up of that five year anniversary of the game. Yeah, the punt, <laughs> the, yeah. the punt you know, the missed punt heard around the world and Jalen Watts Jackson. And, one of the greatest scenes ever in Michigan State history, but uh, you know, you and I were at that game, and uh, I didn't realize how many non-legitimate media people oh. were in that press box <laughs> until that happened, and you like started hearing wails and tears and shrieks, yeah. and it's like you wonder where that. that what, am I in a press box here or uh, no? So I think Michigan will have an easier time cutting down on on who gets. Well, who gets they a might. Pass and who doesn't? 
It's not like the, there isn't some fat to trim at Michigan State too. And and again, this isn't special to um, Michigan or Michigan everywhere. State. No. Every college team. I mean, go to Notre Dame. Holy Moses! Um, yeah. yeah, but it really a, it really stood out that day uh, five years ago on the yeah. punt. I mean, there, there were some upset know, folks that there day. were some. I mean, there were literal wails and shrieks and oh my god, <laughs> what like someone got murdered or something. It was, I mean, it was. <laughs> You know, it was it was uh, it was kind of embarrassing, quite frankly. I mean, but um, so I don't even remember. I was too uh, well. You were too busy trying to write a damn story. Which yeah, that, you. Um, I mean, the game was I mean, that was probably one of the top five moments I've ever seen in person, just for you know austerity's sake. But I can't uh, imagine. I can't imagine one higher for me. No, I mean, I mean, I guess if you were at, you know, some of the Tigers, you know, the Maglio home run or something like that. Or, yeah, you know, I watched that. that. Might, you know, I watched that, that from the there. bar from the bar of a uh, wedding reception. This they had. I was at a wedding. It was in this one of these halls that has. It wasn't really set up for. They had one little bar in the corner with a small like twenty inch TV, and like every guy in the stinking place was crowded around this TV. So I caught a small glimpse of it. So yeah, I mean, if you were at that one, or, or I was talking today about. Because uh, you know, baseball, you know, they've done this, they've changed the rules this year, and now Rob Manfred wants to keep some of these stupid rules, like yeah. keeping the runner on second base. No, no. I mean, this is not, it's not high school softball. I mean, and uh, and I was and I was pointing out that one of the greatest sports moments I ever witnessed was that Carlos Guillen home run at three thirty in the morning in the eleventh inning against the Yankees. Uh, yeah. One of the most memorable moments that I can recall, you know, seeing in sports, and uh, that that will probably wouldn't have happened with the, you know, with the international tiebreaker runner out there and that is just stupid stupid wait stupid, so if we stupid. had to have a what if there was a weird covid time rule for college football what, what should it be oh boy that's a good question uh, well, i mean just do a field goal kicking contest and just yeah. keep going back keep going back five yards until you know someone misses or something i don't know that could happen quickly in college football see i just i love I just think that, you know, that the, the effort to try to limit the natural outcomes of games is just bizarre. Like, well, uh, I, hate, I hate ties. I mean, look at some of the Stanley Cup playoff, you know, hockey games have gone into triple overtime or whatever. And I mean, I'm not a hockey fan, and those games are exciting. And the baseball well, extra inning games, yeah. a 17-inning game. In the, yeah. you know, I mean, natural outcome is okay. You know, that's I why understand. I hate I hate hockey regular season. This three on three nonsense and yeah. then shootouts. It's like it, you know what? It, it's a regular season. You want to? It's hockey. You want to have a tie? Just have a damn tie then. Right? Why do yeah, we got to do this silliness? Have, yeah, have a just have a natural outcome. I just don't yeah. understand why people are so against that. Yeah. Uh, baseball, baseball would be dumb to change that one. Yeah, um, I don't want them to do that. I'm okay with the expanded playoffs. The playoffs have been fun this year, actually, surprisingly fun um for the uh for what i've watched but uh anyway game two tonight of the world series i'm excited about that um, i watched i watched a lot of the game last night so yeah i mean it's it's the world series i mean and it's two interesting teams uh, you know. uh probably time you know what it took it took me a yeah it took me a little while <laughs> to realize that they were uh they were in um arlington yeah yeah the dodgers and apparently and the dodgers have been playing, playing all along yeah yeah yeah, playing for it all in Ireland. Should, shows you how like, dialed I've been into the well, baseball. It's good playoffs. for you know, it's good for Clayton Kershaw because you know he was he grew up in Dallas and you know who was his good friend when he grew up. I I, I never heard that. Wait, uh, so, who? I can't who might remember. it be? Can't remember. 
Yeah. I not remember. Um, anyway. So I guess that's enough of football. What do you think for a score? I, I don't know. I'm going to go 28-14. I, I was in the t- – yeah, I'm in the – I was thinking 27-17, but Neil, Neil made a good point today too that even in the NFL where there's so much uncertainty in the preparation that the defense – there's been so many mistakes defensively yeah. that scores have been a lot higher. And so, I, you know, that might happen too. You just have these – you just haven't had a lot of practice time and some guys covering the wrong guy and some – you know, so – I still think Michigan State wins, but maybe it's a higher number from that sort of stuff. But, but I don't know if they cover the 13. I think they win by like 10, something like that. Oh, the 13 points, huh? No. Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a lot of money on that one. How'd you like to be an odds maker for all these first week Big Ten games? It's like, impossible. But you know what? Watch the numbers and they'll be they'll come out smelling like roses. I know. They always do. These guys are sick. They're sick. They are. Um, well, that's good. Uh, what else is going on in Michigan State world? Uh, well, there's some news today. Uh, Basketball started last week. Basketball. Yep. Isn't this weird? Here's the weird thing about this, and Matt Allen was talking about it last night. He's like, normally when it's cold out and it's dark when we get out of practice, we're like six weeks into the season. He's like, we're just practicing for the opener now. It's weird. I don't know what's going on. And uh, same with bas- basketball. Practice has started. And we haven't played a football game yet. It's it's very odd, odd times, but and and basketball starting practice without a schedule still. Exactly, we know it's when still they're schedule. We know when they're least. allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know when they're allowed to start. Who knows exactly when? There's a lot of things you could guess what it's going to be, uh, but nothing set in stone at this point. So they're kind of practicing for a beginning that might begin at a certain time. I don't know. And it's weird because normally they have a couple, three weeks of practice. They have a little scrimmage in there. They have some preseason. They have any yeah, of that no, the, the secret scrimmages, which never were a secret anyway, but no, yeah, um, they they aren't. They're not allowed to do those right now, and so they're basically doing yeah. inter squad. Everyone's doing inter squad scrimmages, and yeah, um, so it's different. But um, big season for Michigan State, though. They got a you know good regular season. We'll put them in Detroit again for the first two rounds. So is that this year? Yeah, that's this year. How was next year? Well, this year, a little season was arena. Well, you're thinking that because there was no tournament last year. Um, But yeah, yeah, uh, but (laughs) yeah, the first two rounds are at Little Caesars Arena, and then uh, Little Caesars Arena gets a regional in a couple couple years after that. That's that'll be fun. Michigan State fans, uh, Michigan State fans, got to hope if they end up in Detroit, it goes better than the last time they were. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, there's no Jim Bayheim to spoil the party. He ruins everything. Um, yeah, he ruins most press conferences too, but whatever. he ruins fun. He ruins fun. Yeah, he's kind of stick in the mud. By the way, <laughs> um, real quick, real quick aside in the basketball world, some kind of shocking breaking. Yeah, not shocking, hell? but well, it's not. It's not. You can when, yeah. once you start hearing the reports a couple months yeah. ago, this was this was inevitable. Given, I mean, it's just inevitable. You know. Yeah, but Patrick Cham- Patrick Chambers, the Penn State is out with. Um, he stepped down, but it sounds like it was kind of forced. He, oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I don't know how many people saw a few weeks and eh, maybe a couple of months ago now, some reports a player had transferred and talked about the treatment and him using a, he was a black player and, and Chambers said something about a noose. Um, I don't remember the exact phrase he used uh, allegedly, yeah. but Not it became a, a thing. And, yeah, a and then, so apparently there was an internal investigation that has kind of led to some more stuff potentially and Patrick Chambers has stepped down. So, yeah. By the way, can we just take a second to acknowledge that an internal investigation actually led to something? That's so yeah. rare. <laughs> Most internal investigations by yeah, universities like, are, yeah, yeah, get us out of this. Yeah. Pay the lawyers and move on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, you know, uh, that's big news today. Um, we're film, we're uh, recording this on Wednesday, but um, yeah, that's big news. Puts Penn State in a little bit of a 
little bit of a buy moving forward. I mean, this was supposed to be the year they that he kind of uh, you know reached that point where he finally turned the program into a, a potential winner. And uh, so, yeah, interesting stuff there. Um, Other interesting news too in Michigan State world. Oh yes, yes. We're gonna see it. We're just gonna go ahead and say uh, that Peter Secchia died today. This is Wednesday. 83 years old. 83 years old. Michigan State booster. Big Michigan Michigan State booster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, If anyone who's seen, you know, his name's on a lot of stuff around there. Yeah. Um, If you've been to any basketball games, he's hit center court. Big, big booster of the program. Obviously, former ambassador to Italy. Big, uh, big philanthropist. He did give give a lot to people in Grand Rapids in the state. Oh, sure. Uh, Big, big in the Republican Party of Michigan. Um, but passed away today, so there's a lot of people in Michigan State bummed out about that, and uh, we won't get into a lot of some of the other stuff. And uh, yeah, he was well. I mean, I'll just he was say, a fan he, of ours. He, he, he was <laughs> he was not a fan of ours. Um, he no. was a stark defender of the university and the athletic program, and anything negative that was written or published about the programs were didn't sit well with him. And you and I have uh, done some investigative work that has not sat well with a lot of people there, and he was one of the most outspoken critics. Um, he also made some unfortunate comments um, during the whole Larry Nasser, um, during the whole Larry Nasser scandal uh, that didn't sit well with a lot of people. Um, So look, he died today, 83 years old, made an impact to, you know, in a lot of different areas of his life and gave a lot of money to the university and and really, uh, you know, his name's on the softball stadium and, you know, and he's, um, you know, he was a a big booster and a big defender. And I guess that's what you would expect um, a booster and a defender to do would be boost and defend the programs. And when we wrote negative things, um, perceived negative things about the university, Peter Sekia was one of the men who let us have it. And that, that well, yeah, and I'll say this, he was, he was filling his role, yeah. if you will. I'll say this too. We're not the only people he gave no. our time to, but, no. and, no. and part, part of this, I get you're, you're immersed in a university like that. You, you get a little defensive and that's whatever. No. I'm not, no. I'm not complaining about it. It's just, is what it is. And, yeah, you see his name. If with I'll say this: without Peter Secchi, a lot of the improvements they've had around that department don't happen. Oh, so, no, he gave a million um, bucks to softball, and he gave another three and a half million a couple of years later for a bunch of other things. And yeah, he's given millions, and uh, you know, made made a big impact on Michigan State. It's funny because uh, we we never actually had an actual phone <laughs> conversation face to face, but he, we did play phone tag once uh, during uh, one of these uh, investigations, but. Uh, um, he, he did, uh, he did direct two words at me one time and, uh, I'll leave, it, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave those two words to your imagination. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you're right. I mean, uh, huge booster. And again, you know, look, that's what boosters and, uh, ambassadors for universities do. They, they, uh, they defend and boost their, uh, universities. So no, uh, no, uh, no issue here. Uh, 83 years old COVID, uh, played a role, um, so yeah, that's, wear, uh, wear your wear your damn mask. Yeah, wear your mask. I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, look, I wear I have glasses. They fog up. It sucks. Uh, you put the glasses on top of your head, but I mean, these numbers aren't. It's not going to magically disappear. I'm pretty sure we're past the point of it magically disappearing. Right. So, and if we want uh, to wear a mask, you know. if we want to keep talking about games being played, yeah. we better yeah. we better get on it because, as we said, there's no basketball schedule yet. Yeah. No guarantee well, the, there has know, to be one. Well, this whole this whole U of M situation, which the Washtenaw County Health officials yesterday gave them a two week stay at home order for all students, uh, and there was rumblings today that it was that these numbers were spiking because of parties. It's just it like you know, I know I was in college, you know, we partied a lot. Look, we partied a lot, but man, you know, if you want, I mean, it just it feels like you want the world to get back to normal. 
with yeah. a mask. I mean, it's not that hard. I just don't understand it. But anyway, Peter Sagia, 83, uh, Elizabeth LeBlanc for the Detroit News has an obituary on him with lots of reaction from uh, his former cohorts um, at Michigan State and from John Engler, a good friend of his, and the Ford family. Uh, he was uh, good friends of Gerald Ford. So that obituary is online at DetroitNews.com. Check that out. Um, you can also check out Matt, who was busy today. He wrote an MSU mailbag for the first time. Well, I don't know why we call these mailbags anymore. Um, I can't remember the last time I got a handwritten letter. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but you had some good stuff in there. That's online at DetroitNews.com. And, uh, what should we also, call them? What should we call I, them? I, I, gotta... I, have no, I, I don't know. I'm not that creative. I just I like to bitch about things. I just have no solutions. Oh, um, that's kind of that's more my more my uh, my walk in life here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, also predictions um, U of M and MSU predictions, and we're gonna have co- tons of college football preview stuff throughout the week at DetroitNews.com. Some of it you can read for free, but why do that when you can pay three dollars and get access to everything that we have to offer, which is uh, a lot of good stuff and a lot of it uh, is a, it is a, a steep price. Stuff. It, it is. We do have a hard bargain. I mean, a twenty five year free trial run and now we're charging three dollars <laughs> for three months i know it's it's gotta be it's gotta send shockwaves through the system but we hope you're coping with that <laughs> uh other than that i think we can wrap uh i mean we don't have a whole lot to say next week will be a bigger one obviously we'll talk about the big rivalry game but uh it'll just be good to see some football uh, there'll be a lot to talk football. yeah yeah we'll have a rivalry to preview and then try and talk about everything we will probably see on saturday and it'll probably be a lot of stuff so Absolutely. Plenty to do next week. All right, that's it for this episode of the Green Room. No idea what episode it is. <laughs> yeah, it used to be your thing, and now Tony doesn't even know what episode it is. Jeez. No freaking clue what episode this is. Look, you know, we we had all these grand plans to keep this podcast <laughs> rolling through COVID, and we tried, but you know what? We got busy with other stuff. I mean, our our workloads have increased at, at the news over this time. Um, our personal lives have changed, obviously, with everything <laughs> going on at home, especially with you. And the Brady Bunch over there. Um, I mean, so it's it's been tough to keep the podcast rolling, but now we finally have some football back, so we'll keep doing it. We will promise you, we'll get some guests, um, and we'll uh, we'll keep this thing going uh, as long as you want it. We hope you enjoy it. That's it for this week. Again, check out Matt's stuff at DetroitNews.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Matt Charbonneau. You can follow me on Twitter if you dare, but I wouldn't follow me until after November third. Uh, Tony Paul, 1984. Uh, And that's it for this week. Matthew, good night. That's it for me. See ya.